Hey folks, welcome to the Saturday edition of the Whitfield Report podcast for December 8th, 2018. What's up ladies and gentlemen? This week's uh, episode is kind of just me uh, talking about Trump and uh, his presidency a bit as I am always wanting to do. Uh, plus, I uh, take lots of comments from the uh, YouTube live stream chat and comment on some of those. So, pretty casual and laid-back podcast for this week. Um, still pretty good, though, I think. A uh, couple quick announcements. Folks, for those who missed the uh, Thursday audio podcast, I'm sorry, but I'm... Uh, in finals this week, so, uh, you know, it's been kind of crazy, but, uh, finals will, will be over come Wednesday of this coming week, uh, I won't have a show on, I won't have a show on Thursday, uh, though, because I'm actually graduating this coming Thursday, so I'll be busy, maybe I'll upload one on Wednesday, though, kind of a bonus audio podcast show. But, uh, you know, I just have one show for this week, that, and this is that show. So, uh, enjoy, folks. And uh, before we get into that, a quick word about our sponsor. Thanks for listening to the show, and uh, hope you enjoy. Hey there, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of the Whitfield Report, streaming live on my YouTube channel. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me, despite the late hour, if you are uh, tuning in live, that is. It's almost 11 p.m. here on the East Coast, but uh, nevertheless, we will do a show. The reason why uh, I'm doing a show so late tonight is because I have final exams for school, so I wasn't even going to really do a show, um, but nevertheless, here I am. Um, it's the uh, late night edition of the Whitfield Report, so, uh, you know, things may get interesting, then again, they wait, then they may not because, uh, you know... Tonight's topics, well, interesting, are not that uh, are not that exciting. Let's just put it that way. Contact info as usual. Um, follow me on Twitter at assembly underscore ndc. Hashtag uh, Whitfield Report. Follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. Follow me on Instagram at assembly underscore ndc. Um, TheSamWhitfield.com is my website address and Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. And uh, listen to my podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from. Uh, well, you still can. We'll talk about that um, in a bit here. Also, uh, tune into the live chat. Uh, Brian 
is uh, in the chat. So, hey, Brian. Uh, by the way, Brian, I, I, uh, I've got to text you uh, after the af- after the show. I, I have something I actually need to uh, talk to you about. So, uh, anyway, tonight's uh, topic is uh, actually a question that I've been getting a lot of lately, both from fans of the show and uh, people that we, uh, people that I meet uh, in person. And this is something I've had, this is something that I reviewed two years ago during the uh, 2016 election, but I think it's a topic worth uh, revisiting again. Um, and that's this notion that Donald Trump is the cause of all the division in America. About every other week or so, I get, um, I hear some comment like, uh, well, you know, things are worse than ever because Trump is causing all this division in the U.S. and the country, and, you know, if he weren't president, I don't think we would be as divided. Or they go along the lines of something like that, and they're they're not all liberal. They're not all liberals. Some of them are. I wouldn't really say conservatives, but more, uh, but more uh, in the middle, so to speak. Um, but this is a topic that I get uh, that gets brought up to me a lot, so I want to address it. As I said back in 2016, and as I, as I'll say again, Trump is not the cause of the division in this country. Trump, in fact, I would argue that Trump is the result of the uh, the division in this country. His election, what I I would say was the was the the reason has been the, the reason why the country is doing as well as it is now in terms of the economy and whatnot. And things are getting better for the most part, but we still have a lot of work to get done. Um, so I want to begin by reading one of my own articles that I wrote back in 2015 uh, on how the Republicans at the time could not win an election at all. Because they they just simply they couldn't. We lost badly in 2008, and we lost horribly again in 2012. And, uh, you know... It, we we won the primaries, but in terms, but that was barely. And then you know, in the in the presidential elections, we weren't doing so well. So when 2015 roll, rolled around, and the in uh, all of the 16 presidential candidates uh, were being uh, brought up, people were talking. Oh well, we can't have Trump as the candidate. 
Now, at the time, I, I wasn't a fan of Trump, but I wasn't opposed to Trump either. So, let me, uh, so let me pull up this article uh, from one of my blogs from back in 2015, and I'll read this to you because it's very salient to my point. Okay, so back in uh, back in 2015, I wrote an article. Um, I was writing for a conservative, conservative publication at the time that no longer exists, but I backed it up on one of my own blogs. So this is an this is an opinion piece I wrote, calling titled uh, "Division Among Conservatives Continues to." Harm us in the game of political chess. Subtitle: We could win a two, a thing or two from the left about winning elections. By Sam Whitfield. I I rarely read my own stuff, but in this case, I think it's, you know. I think it'll be well worth it. Breitbart said it best. At the end of his keynote speech at CPAC in February of 2012, Andrew Breitbart urged all conservatives across the country to put aside their differences and rally behind the unknown GOP candidate who would later turn out to be former Governor Mitt Romney. They tried to portray you in the worst possible light, and when I travel around the country, the United States meeting people in the Tea Party who care. Black, white, gay, straight, anyone that's willing to stand next to me to fight in the progressive left, I will be in that bunker. And if you're not in that bunker because you're not satisfied with the can- with this candidate, more than shame on you, you're on the other side. Now, that's a quote from Andrew Breitbart, the founder of... Uh, Breitbart News. And uh, I'll come back to this very quote to make my point later in the show, folks. So, the above quote is from Andrew Breitbart. Uh, Okay, yeah. The, The above quote is from the final speech Breitbart gave before his tragic death less than a month later. Sadly, it seems that the final, that Breitbart's final words at the speech fell upon deaf ears. An estimated three million pairs, to be exact. That's the number of reg- registered Republicans that didn't vote in the 2012 presidential elections, and therefore indirectly gave their voices, their votes to Barack Obama. To be honest, I'm still pissed every time I see that number. In the in the excuses from people who did not vote for him are just as infuriating. Ranging from, quote, he's too moderate, all the way to ridiculous notion that, quote, his Mormon values are dangerous for the country. The fact of the matter is, there was no valid reason, excuse for a registered Republican not to vote. I feel that that the um, scenario mentioned above is going to repeat itself in the upcoming presidential election, only this time the the consequences will be much worse. As it stands right now, 
there are 15 presidential candidates running on the Republican platform. Governor Scott Walker may have just dropped out, but there are still way too many candidates. More will continue to, to drop out as the race continues, but my primary concern is their constituent body. After Texas Governor Rick Perry dropped out of the race a few weeks ago, a few individuals that I know via social media stated that they'd be staying home on the election day because they feel that none of the, the other candidates have the integrity or principles that Perry himself possesses and therefore none of them are worth voting for. Now, side note, folks, the good news is, is that a lot of those people that I did know um, ended up voting for Trump, so thank God for that. But keep in mind, I'm writing this back in 2015. Mm -mm. I personally find this to be foolish logic, and believe me when I say that's putting it politely. In any case, Perry supporters are worried that I'm singling them. In case any Perry supporters are worried that I'm singling them out, don't worry because I've encountered this same behavior from uh, from individuals in every candidate's constituency. Likewise, I've encountered individuals who refuse to vote for a certain candidate if he or she gets the party nomination, which is also a bad position to take. And that candidate was mainly Trump that I was referring to. I understand that we have freedom to participate in our political system, however we want, even if it means not participating at all. However, just because we have the choice doesn't always mean it's a good choice. I can choose not to take cold medicine when I get a cold, but that doesn't necessarily make a good choice. The same concept applies to voting slash not voting. Another subject I feel that needs to address is this notion of the lesser of, of two evils when referring to political matchups such as Romney versus Obama or Jeb versus Hillary. That, that's hilarious that I thought Jeb would be the one in the scenario. Ah, uh, foolish Sam, back in 2015. How naive I was. In either scenario, I always scratch my head, wondering how someone could say that Jeb, exclamation mark, is only the lesser of two evils. The notion is so ridiculous, you may as well say that James Bond is the lesser of two evils between him and Hannibal Lecter. As far as I can tell, Jeb Bush's only major sin is his support of Common Core. Compare that to either the Clintons who have repeatedly been involved in one type of scandal or another ranging from fraud, rape, and possibly even the, the murder of Vince Foster. Even with all of Jeb Bush's flaws, Remind me again why he's the lesser of two evils. This is yet another example of an idea that will only cause conservatives more harm than good. In order to win, we must act like the Democrats. Well, sort of. I'm sure some of you are about to stop reading or already have, but in case you're still sticking with me, I really appreciate it. And you'll be glad you did. 
ever hear the term yellow dog Democrat? It's a humorous term, but it also is one of the main reasons why the Democrats are so, are so successful at winning the elections. The basic premise is that if a literal yellow dog were to run for president as a Democrat, the entire voting base would pull the lever for, for the yellow dog just to keep the Republicans from winning. The scenario may seem ridiculous and absurd, but it is actually how the Democrats won the last two presidential elections. I personally know quite a few Democrats who don't like Obama, and yet they still voted for him because their dislike of Republicans outweighs their dislike of Obama. As much as I hate to admit it, I have to secretly admire the Democrat Party for this concept. Like, like or not, like or not, it works. Andrew Breitbart understood this concept as well, and I believe he was trying to communicate this concept to conservatives when urging us to stand by side in the proverbial bunker with with Republican candidates. It says without in the article, but that was a typo. There are those who would say that Republican that adapting the yellow dog strategy would force us to compromise our principles as conservatives. In response, I asked the following question of conservatives. What good do our principles do to serve the country if we are able to win presidential elections that will allow these principles to be the foundation of our government as intended by the Founding Fathers? This is not about morals, values, or standards, but rather about playing and winning the necessary game of metaphorical chess in the political world. The Democrats have checkmated us for far too long. I've uh, provided my strategy guide in the form of this opinion piece. I'm ready to win the game in 2016. Are you? So, that's pretty much the, uh, the, ar the article. Um, and, um, Uh, you know, it, I think it, the reason why I bring this up is just to prove what we were up against. Because it was going to be a Hillary... It was going to be a Hillary if if Trump didn't get in there. Now. Uh, and, and thank God he did. Now, let's look at what Obama's... What Obama promised when he was president because this seriously amuses me. People like to say that the uh, that America was more unified when Obama was president and I always have to laugh because this was the guy who from day one said that he, he wanted to fundamentally transform America and the way he said it wasn't, it wasn't a good way and uh, believe me folks I actually think he did succeed in accomplishing this. This was the guy who, uh, when, Tra when Trayvon Martin was, you know, killed in, 
was killed in self-defense by uh, George Zimmerman, a Hispanic American, and it was a clean and righteous kill. Obama said that his that his son would look a lot like Trayvon, and he basically slammed uh, George Zimmerman, which, uh, you know, so Obama is indirectly responsible for the Black Lives Matter movement, which is, uh, you know, it's, well, to put it more bluntly, it's a terrorist organization. Uh, connected with with Antifa. Maybe their goals started out as noble, but you know some of their actions with the uh, you know with the with the murder of those uh, police officers in Dallas. That was bad. Obama also promoted Antifa more towards the end of his presidency, and uh, not to mention. The RS and the NSA was spying on conservative groups during his presidency. So, he was not a unifier at all. Trump gets in... Trump mentions he's going to run for president and is said that political correctness was going to be done and over with. Um... He said that we needed to fix the uh, the the border wall. Remember that, folks. No one was no one was even talking about immigration or the border or the border wall at all when he became uh, when he first ran as a uh, as a candidate. No one. Trump was the only one who who did that. And, um, Hillary was, Hillary was also the one who called us a basket of deplorables. So, all of the political correctness, uh, shit that was begun under Obama and under Clinton. Oh, yeah, we also had Benghazi, too. Um... I, I hang on, I'm 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 reading the I'm reading the comment. The comments. Um Hey Jacob, thanks for uh joining. Also, hey there Nacho. Queen Nacho. Um by, oh by the way by the way, Jeff uh wrote by the by the way, Jeff quick quick sign up. I need uh you to send me the link to Get back in the DZ. My my phone app screwed up and I got booted out of the group. So um, anyway, um, quick yeah, that was a quick uh, intermission there. Anyway, my point being is that people think or I should say moderates and liberals think that Trump is the cause of all the division in this country. But as I just laid examples out, uh, there was division in this country before Trump became 
president. Um, so, I, I think I think a lot of that now that I, that now I think about also has to do, do with Twitter and Facebook and social media because think about this, folks. Prior to uh, twenty, prior to two thousand eight. In the previous elections, 2004, 2000, and prior to that, social media wasn't around until 10 years ago. So, when Twitter and Facebook got rolled out, we hadn't had an election yet. And then when we did, everyone could get on social media and expose their opinions, and the loudest voices on, on both sides, you know, could be quite polarizing sometimes. And uh, as we've discussed on previous episodes, the uh, the censorship of conservatives is definitely not cool uh, either. So, Jeff, I, uh, I saw that you sent me the link in the YouTube chat, so I'm going to go uh, on to my other YouTube uh, account right now and Previous episodes, the, uh, uh, whoa, that was weird. I, uh, I just about played my, uh, played myself on my phone. There, so, yeah. Okay. Yep, I'm... Okay, I'm back. So. So, oh, yeah. So, uh. Yep, thanks for, uh, getting me set up there. Oh, so. Uh, by the, by the way, folks, we have a, uh, secret clubhouse. Which, uh. I, I think we should, uh, well, should we promote, and, and by, and by the way, Brian, no, I'm not, no, I'm not playing with myself, unless you count the fact that my phone is an extension of my body, basically, since I have it on me 24-7, which, in that case, I guess I kind of am playing with myself, so... By that logic, uh, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, the 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 nor. Oh yeah, well, well, the normies. Uh. You know this this podcast is not normal either. Okay. Enough with the tangents. My, my my point being is the notion that Trump is responsible for the division in this country is ridiculous. He was a symptom of all of this political correctness and uh, all of this PC jargon that the left was 
forcing on us both under Obama's presidency and culturally too through Hollywood and other mediums. And he was he was the response to it. So you know, at, at his at his very worst, you could say that Trump is the amalgamation of American society and, and what we hate about it, if you want to take the uh, the pessimistic view of it, because because when Obama's because when uh, Trump when Trump's being an asshole and when he's being crude that that believe me there there are people on Twitter who are more crude and rude than Trump ever could be, namely uh, Louis Farrakhan who uh, called Jews termites and yet he's still on there and uh, you know David Duke is still on there so is uh, Richard Spencer ah and as I mentioned last week, unfortunately, Laura Loomer is off there, which is unfortunate because I I like I like Laura. I can understand that people may find her controversial, and I certainly don't approve of all of her tactics. But as a person, she's always been nice to me in some of the interactions that I've had with her. So, uh... And, uh, oh, yeah. So, Sorsor is also on, uh, Twitter, as Brian points out. And her name literally translates to cockroach. Which, that is weird. Even, like, for um, the... A Middle Eastern culture. Why would why would you uh, make your family last name Sarsour if it translates to cockroach? That's just asking for trouble and whatnot. So point being, instead of getting mad at Trump for. Uh, you know, being so divisive and so and so rough around the edges. Maybe instead of worrying about the Trump presidency, why why don't we be more decent to each other as Americans? If if the left weren't so um, hell bent on social justice, the far left and Making everything about identity politics and whatnot—that's that's why Trump Trump got elected—is because people were just sick of this whole thing of oh you have to call you know illegal immigrants undocumented uh, immigrants and dreamers and anchor babies or no um, or no anchor babies was the one they hated because that was the one that. That Trump used. Um, it's simple. We need to 
instead of protesting and getting your panties in a tizzy every time Trump does something, uh, how about writing to your congressman or writing to what to the White House and doing that? So, uh, can cockroaches have boners? No, uh, no, Nacho. I, I don't think they can. I know palmettos can't. We have we have a bunch of those little assholes here in here in Florida, and uh, I think they like eggs though. Believe me, I, I'm believe me, I'm not curious enough to find out. Yeah. Cockroaches are cockroaches are disgusting. I've I've always said that that the cockroach should be the uh, should be the uh, symbol of the Democrat Party. The fact that they have the ass as the their symbol has always been funny to me too. Though, like even like even when I was a kid, that was hilarious to me that the the, the jackass was their party emblem. But, uh, no, the cockroach is even more appropriate because they, at least for, at least for the lefties, the, the true liberals like Dave Rubin and the, the liberals who do listen to this show, and by the way, for those of you who did, uh, you know, ask me this question, most of you are liberals, I really do appreciate those liberals who do listen to the program. So I'm not bashing all of you. But for the hardcore lefties who want, like Antifa and whatnot, those guys should really have their thing, should, should really have their, like, mascot or emblem as a cockroach, because that's what they, that's what they are. They, uh, they eat, they eat the waste product of whatever we leave behind, and then they crap it out and create more cockroaches and they then they multiply plus they're scary so uh yeah well well thank well thanks brian uh i i i'd like to think that the uh i'd i'd like to think that the boys would hire me especially since i since i'm at glenn beck okay so that's another topic that i do want to get into but I'll just wrap up on the whole Trump is dividing us. You guys, Trump is not dividing the country at all. He's the he is the result of the division in this country and too much political correctness gone awry. That's what made us divisive was all this political correctness. Trump is the Trump is the antidote. He's the he's the medicine to the cold that I was referring to back in my twenty fifteen so uh get ready so uh buckle up buckle up people because we have uh we have at least another term of this and then if I get my way Trump Jr. will be running for president in 2020 and then we'll have we'll, we'll basically have like two Trump ter- terms so but uh, anyway, another topic I want to uh, bring up 
which Brian brought up is the merger of the Blaze and CRTV, which honestly, I uh, for the most part I like it that they did that because uh, finally the Blaze is coming down in price. They were ridiculously expensive before that. I think they were like hundred and thirty dollars per year, and now they're coming back down to to ninety-nine per year. And since they're merging with uh, Beck, their production value will get a little bit better. I haven't always agreed with Glenn Beck because he's never Trump, but as I did play, I think it was four months ago, Trump, I think Beck is finally starting to see the light on Trump, which is good, better late than never, and uh, as most of my longtime listeners know, I actually met Glenn Beck, back when I was a senior in high school, and when, you know it, immediately afterwards, I got called a Nazi, that was back in 2012, I got... I got called a Nazi for meeting the Mormon guy who uh, is Alex, you know, who at the time was kind of Alex Jones, like, but who, who, who also now is, you know, who the left a few weeks ago was saying we need to be more like because he's he's civil. It's just re- ridiculous. Want to buy a crowded mug, Sammy? Real cheap. Oh, I oh I I already have I already have <coughs> I already have a mug, Brian from years ago now. So yeah, that's so as far as the as far as the. Uh, as far as the merger with uh, CRTV goes, I, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it, but I will say this: I'm a little pissed off that Gavin McGinnis is uh, not on that platform anymore because I really liked him, and now that Gavin is off of CRTV, I have a. Uh, I have no idea that we're, where I'm going to find him anymore because he got permanently banned from Twitter and he also got permanently banned from Twitter. So, uh... And, uh... Oh, Brian, I, I, I can guarantee you that, uh, you know who? He who shall not be named in his sidekick will, uh, they won't be on CRTV very much because, or, uh, The Blaze, because I don't think Glenn Beck tolerates that type of behavior. So, um, well, apparently, apparently, um, apparently Jeff, uh, if you go into the if you go into like the Blaze app now, what was called the CRTV app before, Gavin's show is gone. Now his podcast is uh, still up everywhere, so I, I guess that's good. But 
their last, uh, the last episode was on Thursday of that, and, uh, the show got taken down today, so I, I think that Gavin wasn't happy about merging with, uh, Beck. He didn't seem too pleased about it. Maybe I'll go, maybe I'll go over to the Daily Wire, because he does speak, uh, highly of Shapiro, so, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I like Glenn Beck, but his girl host has a scary mouth. Who? Uh, who? The L... The the Ellie Stucky chick who worked for The Blaze and then worked for... And then went to CRTV. So now she's back at The Blaze. That's kind of humorous. If you think about it. She... she left the, uh, she left the, she left the Blaze originally to go to CRTV, and now she's back at the Blaze, once again. You have to think that's a bit hilarious. I, I think it is, for sure. So, folks, for those of you, uh, listening to the podcast, I'm pretty much reading the, uh, the chat. Now, so now we're talking at the merge between CRTV and uh, the Blaze, which that that is that is big news. It, even if even if you don't like Glenn Beck, Gabe, uh, you you certainly have to you certainly have to hand it to him. He has the budget to make stuff happen. So, I mean, unless he unless he goes full on Never Trump again, I don't I don't have an issue with him. I might not watch or listen to him as much as I used to, but um, and at at this point, uh, at this point, Nacho is. Just making jokes, so we we all uh, see this. This is what this is what um this is what folks miss when they listen to the audio only podcast. They 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 miss the experience of me interacting with the with the live chat. So I I wish I had a uh, well no actually never mind I I don't with this crowd. I was gonna say I wish I had like a robo thing that could read the chat, but but then. I think my streams would probably get banned uh, immediately, and uh, <laughs> and uh, also, yeah, we need money. Yes, yes, Brian, we we do need we do need money. So luckily, I've got some small. Luckily, I've got sponsorships for the audio podcast now. So if you miss that, that's a thing, too. So, uh, what else do we have? Oh, the uh, the new trailer for the Avengers came out for the for the new event for the new Avengers came out. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm. Uh, 
really excited about that. What I'm really excited about is the fact that Glass, which is a sequel to the movie uh, Unbreakable, is coming out uh, the day after my birthday next year. Now, for those of you who don't know what, un what Unbreakable is, um, Unbreakable is a really good uh, science fiction superhero movie uh, that stars Bruce Willis. He's It's from uh, 2000, and uh, it's basically about this guy who gets in who's in a train accident like a like a catastrophic train crash and he's the only survivor not only that but he's the he doesn't have a scratch on him so then he uh he meets up with Sam Jackson aka Mr. Motherfucker um that's just my nickname for Sam Jackson um and Sam Jackson basically tells me as super. <laughs> Sam Jackson basically tells me as, uh, you know, superpowers like like in a comic book. It, it's a it's a really cool, cool movie, and uh, you know I don't want to give too many spoilers, although it is 18 years old now, so you know what the hell. Uh, there doesn't seem much point. You, you can, let me put it this way, you can find spoilers, um, in, uh, you, you can, you can, well, let's say, Sax, you can find spoilers for pretty much any movie out there on the internet. You can, you can even find spoilers for porn, which I don't know why you would want to do that, just, uh, Just watch it. So, did I see the hateful light? Uh, <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, Brian. I, I've I've seen every Quentin Tarantino movie actually. Which uh, in in this era of Me Too, is a big uh, that's a big no no. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino—you're you're not allowed to like Quentin Tarantino's movie because they're horribly violent and uh, you know are full of toxic masculinity. All the things that a growing boy needs. So, um, so you know, I I I definitely definitely st still like it. So, uh, okay, what, what's this top, okay, now the, uh, the people in the chat are talking about unicorns, why couldn't it the T-Rex clap, okay, why, why, why couldn't it the T-Rex clap, because, well, because they have tiny arms, so, or that, or the, uh, or it was, or it was, uh, 
Yeah, because he is extinct. I kind of figured that way. Uh, Sam's escort has arrived. Gotta go. Wait, I I didn't I didn't order an escort. Oh, yeah, Gabe. Yeah. No, I I didn't I I didn't order I didn't order one yet. So I'm too busy. So. So, uh, anyway, I think that'll just about do it for, for the show. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, watching the stream and, uh, listening to the podcast. Even though there was only about, like, 20 minutes of actual content and then the rest of it was just me blathering. So, uh, a couple quick announcements before the end of the show. Uh... Thursday, I will not have a podcast this upcoming Thursday because I have finals on Tuesday and then I graduate on Thursday. So, uh, I'm, I am excited for that, but I'm just more focused on getting finals done. So, uh, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be getting ready for for that, uh, and, uh, Brian, you're, you're talking to the wrong, uh, Sammy, so, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a girl, I'm not a, I'm not a chick, so, uh, but I can, uh, I can, I can get you a, uh, I can get you a chick named Sammy who, who could probably, uh, help you with that, Brian. So, oh, show us the Muslim house party music video. Video, Sam. Oh, okay. So, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that this is going to be how, uh, Yeah, graduated. Yep, Brian, you're right. I am graduating at 23. Do I still have it? Yes. Okay, so this will be what my graduation ceremony is like on Thursday. Or at least I'm told that this will be what what the graduation ceremony is like. said before this guy runs uh, runs his own cult so that's pretty impressive
when you consider that, you know, the, uh, the live show participants of this, uh, of this, uh, you know, group chat, the fact we used to join, that we used to be in a cult, um, and yet, you know, the guy who we were, well, the cult leader who shall not be named, he did piano music, but he did not do epic concerts like this. This is amazing for a cult leader. So, also, uh, I told my girl, I told my ex-girlfriend uh, a long time ago that she was my love charger, and uh, we we broke up soon after that. So, for whatever reason, so. Uh, well, Gabe, I'm not so sure we want we want to join up with with, with him either. So, um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Brian. Brian. I'm. Sh I'm sure you will be. I. I. I found. I found this. Uh. Thanks to uh, Nick DiPaolo, by the way, who uh. Back when he had his old podcast, I uh. He used to. He used to play this. All the time on his old, uh, podcast, uh, because it was hilarious, and it, it still is, so, he hasn't played it in quite a few years, so now I'm kind of still, also, uh, the Indian Music Corporation, I guess, uh, you know, they, they, they flagged my last video for it, they didn't take it down, they just have the copyright for the song, so... You know, but I'm not. Obviously, I don't own, own this video. So, whoever this guy is, though, he's he's talented. I will say this, though. So, uh, yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, as I said, thanks for uh, tuning in. And uh, as I said, no show on Thursday. I will have a show tomorrow. I will have a show on a uh, Sat. On Saturday of next week, though. Last, uh, show of the year. So, uh, anyway, folks. Thanks for, uh, tuning in. God bless and God save this great nation. Thank you very much. And God bless.